coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. My dream is to live in a peaceful place so I can continue my work. You know, I did turn 80 recently, and I thought, well, since I'm 80, I better get busy. I have a lot to do, and I'm turning 80. God, Lordy. And you know what? People say, you don't look 80. And I said, well, that's because I don't believe in getting old. I just believe in doing work for peace. And peace is a, um, what do you call that, Joanne? Uh, yeah, keep <laughs> you on the right. Joanne and I are a year apart, so now you know how old she is. And we had the same birthday. So, you know, life is amazing. It's just amazing that you we can keep doing all of the things we're doing. And I never believed that... Um, Life is about, you know, hoping things get better. No, I dream for the things to get better. And I look at Brian Berman, who lives up in Ojai. He's an international city of peace, and we're becoming an international city of peace. And there's so many things that can motivate us to move through life in a way that will bring joy to others. The one thing I'm going to just say, enthusiasm. Keep your enthusiasm. That's another thing that I do. Okay, David, I see your hand up. Uh, yes, I'm just wondering what a what a life journey, obviously, with uh, Robert that you had, and um, I was just wondering what are the things that you learned from him, this journey that you've been on. What really stands out that you learned from him, and what do you think he learned from you? Well, I think we learned together that love is really powerful. That I've always had love in my life love from my grandfather, love from my grandmother who thought I could walk on water. And love is the key. And when you're in love, and you don't have to be in love with a partner, you can be in love with life. You can be in love with the ocean. You can be in love with nature. But when you have that love in your life, it propels you into believing that, you know, you can have a life that works for you and all those around you. Um, what I learned from Robert was, never give up and write down your ideas. Why do you think we have this book, Ideas and Dreams for a Better World? Remember I said, see the word 2000, see the number 2000? We ended up with 7,500 ideas and dreams because every morning he would get up and I swear he would just, he would just download ideas and he never read the ideas he already wrote. He just kept writing ideas. And so I think I was kind of married to a mystic because how could he do that? How could he write so many fabulous ideas? And he said, well, I learned all this at the United Nations. I learned that with optimism and hope and dreams that anything can happen. Okay, I'll give you an example. Utan says to Robert, Robert worked for three secretary generals as assistant secretary general and Utan said, we're never going to have peace on the planet if we don't have a spiritual voice. Spirituality is key for peace. And so he said to Utah, well, you know, the Vatican is a part of the United Nations. Why don't we invite the Pope? Well, talk about fainting down dead. Utah said, you're going to invite the Pope? And he invited the Pope to the UN. And my wonderful, wonderful intern 
gave me a, a, a old record, an old record, you know, those old 33 records of the Pope's visit for my birthday this year. And I have been listening to the Pope talking, never again, war, never again was his message. War, never again. And so the Pope came and the Pope said to Robert, Robert, thank you for bringing me to the UN. And Utan said, we now have a spiritual voice at the United Nations. What can I give you? And Robert said, well, I would, I'm a Catholic, so why don't you give me a little cross that you no longer need? The Pope took off his cross and put it around Robert's neck. To this day, every time that we're talking about 20 years before he retired when the Pope came, he would wear this cross around his neck. And one time he got sick here in Santa Barbara and I took him to the emergency room and everybody thought he was the Pope. And they said, we had the Pope come today. And I said, no, you didn't have the Pope. That was my husband, Robert Mueller, who got the cross from the Pope. But, you know, my life has always been kind of interesting, you know, to, you know, he, now, why was he going to the hospital? He was always falling down. He had one crooked leg and he would always trip over his feet. Did I get upset about that? No, I had an adventure. Took him to the hospital and everybody thought the Pope had come. So, you know, look at your life like an adventure. It's an adventure, right, David? I mean, you look around and you think, oh my gosh, that happened. Now you could look at it as a horrible thing that happened or you could look at it as, well, that's the way it is. We're walking down New York and the next thing, Robert's on the ground. I said, what the heck are you doing down there? Well, my foot got in the way again. So these are the things that happen. Blimps don't make you crazy not knowing that there's future after the blimps that come in your life that help you understand that. So did I answer your question, David Wick? You must know about David Wick. David Wick is one of the key people to Pathways to Peace. Now you see what I said about shouting your values? If you remember the people around you and shout their values too, you'll be amazed. So many women come up to me and they say, I wanna marry a Robert Mueller. And I say, well, I bet you do. How do you find him? And they said, I don't know. I said, well, you can't find him in a bar. You've got to go where places shout your values. You're not going to find a Robert Mueller in a bar because he doesn't drink. But he was a spiritual voice at the United Nations. And he was at the top of the world. And when Ted Turner came to visit him, he said, Robert Mueller, I'm so sick of the way the world is. What can I do? And he told him, well, you know, the United Nations always have an idea for people. Always have an idea. People are going to talk to you because you're going to be looked at as a wisdom keeper. And so um, they, Ted Turner came into his office and he was on the 37th floor as assistant secretary general. And he had asked um, the secretary general to have world news. But the secretary general said, we can't do that. There's some bad news out there. So when Ted Turner came in, Robert said, well, I'm going to give you a little grant if you'll do what I need. I need some world news. And what do you think was found? Did you all know the answer? CNN. Ted Turner did it because of an idea. Now, Robert started 11 of the 32 agencies at the United Nations. Why? He was in the right place at the right time. And so I look at my life and I say, am I in the right place at the right time? Am I doing the work that needs to be done? Am I able to create a world that works for all? And if you don't have enough energy to do it, get on Google. Listen to Martin Luther King's speech. That'll get you going. And what did Martin Luther King say? I only met him once in person and he said, 
Today, I want to tell you, without, this was for the radio MCs. They had a, a conference for all radio personnel. And he said, I want to thank you. Because without radio, my people never would have thought they had a choice. Radio educated them. And that's Martin Luther King. So think of all the things that you have in your life that are now there for your betterment and the joy that you can bring to another. And I, I get my voice out there. Don't stay home. Get out and tell people what you know, like Joanne. She's been all over the place talking about the devastation that could happen from a nuclear bomb. And you think about it. And the new treaty, the United Nations Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons Treaty has just been signed. And she isn't sitting home saying, oh, darn, I better go make dinner. No, she's sitting home and getting on Zoom meetings and telling people about the UN Treaty for the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. And she has a workshop coming up. Just surround yourself with people who are shouting your values. And I look at these people, Brian, he's in Ojai. He created a city of peace. I never thought Santa Barbara could be a city of peace if I wouldn't have had Brian and David on a podcast. So with Robert gone, I had time. What did I do with my time? I started peacepodcast.org. Peacepodcast.org. Think about it. And you can go on peacepodcast.org and be inspired by 15 minutes of a peacemaker, how they live in their life. And they're all recorded. And now I'm putting out my Peace Podcast magazine, and I'm going to feature the cities of peace, international cities of peace. I'm featuring David Wick and uh, Ojai and um, Fred. I talked to Fred last night, and I said, Fred, I'm featuring you in my new magazine. He said, oh, thank you. And I said, yeah, and I want you to speak in... February, no, see, July 24th, and I want you to talk about the way that we can all become cities of peace. So, enough talking. Your turn. Any questions? Dee, do you have a question? Dee Boswell has read everything I've ever written. Can't hear you, Dee. Unmute yourself. Dee, I want to hear you. Unmute yourself, honey. <laughs> oh, well, he'll I'll figure it out in a minute. Okay. What I said was I needed more time to learn to learn to write fast. <laughs> I write down what you say. This is recorded. Now, Dee and I have something in common. At the end of Robert's life, remember I told you everything is not rosy all the time. He ended up getting dementia. And I became his caregiver. So for one year, I'm doing what Dee is doing now. He is a caregiver for his wife. Bless you, Dee. And so I send D the columns that I wrote, the caregiver's corner, the secrets that I learned while taking care of Robert. I learned that for him not to forget he had had lunch, I had to take a picture of the lunch he just ate and put it next to him and say, see, you already ate lunch. There's your lunch. You already, it's gone. You ate it. Good boy. Or whatever. Or the most important thing I did in D, I shared him a column that I wrote. I, it was a syndicated column for Going Organic magazine. And I said, there's one rule. Do you remember it, Dee? Always smile. Yeah. No matter what happens, your smile makes them think everything is perfect. So You know what you are, Barbara? What? St. Barbara from Santa Barbara. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Dee. Well, Dee and I have a great relationship. And I just am so grateful when anybody calls me and they say, I have a problem. I say, okay, what's your problem? 
Dee said, I have to take care of my wife 24 seven. I said, me too, I had to do that. That's just the way it was. It's not the end of the world. It just was what it was. And I always tell people, look at a salt shaker. What are you trying to do, make it into an alligator? No, it's a salt shaker. What is, is. And so I tell people, what is, is. What can you do about it? But as a caregiver, and I end with that little bit, you must take care of yourself. It's all part of the journey of life. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. It's all part of the journey of life. And how lucky we are to have lived it and to continue to live it. We're so fortunate. Well, anyway, I said today, Crystal Martinez, I said, Crystal, um, Dave, I'm going to stop talking and let my dear friend over there, Brian, say something. Brian, your turn. Unlock your nose. You're, yeah, there you are. Brian, we still can't hear you, honey. Unmute. There you go. Thanks. I had a little special way to unmute. So um, <laughs> anyway, happy, happy to be with you. And I just, um, uh, I, I'm so enriched by your spirit, Barbara. And I just want to just mention that in, uh, I think it was 1989 when I went to uh, World Peace and Sustainable Development in Costa Rica. And, and I got to hear Robert speak. Um, I had never heard anyone that inspiring. I, he, he spoke in, in such a way of like this new cosmology and the transformation of our education system to create a, a world of peace. And I, I left, well, got to go to the University of Peace uh, got to meet the Dalai Lama who was there. Uh, it was an incredibly uh, inspirational event. And uh, there were not that many of us, which made it even more special. And one of the things that I saw, i uh, just share it now, is that it just completely showed me that the future was going to be created by individuals, not government. Uh, the government was just going to be continually fighting fires. But people with visions that could share those visions and rally support around those visions were going to make it happen. And so, um, like you're saying, well, firstly, let me just back up one more thing. Barbara, every time that I interact with you, you are continuing the Robert Mueller inspiration that came to me every time. And, and so I'm, I'm so happy that I got to actually meet you because I, you know, I was holding this little Robert Mueller place inside my heart, uh, which keeps me going for peace. And you are continuing it. And so long life to you, long life. Thank you. And, uh, and now that you have uh, one more uh, Rotary E-Club meeting to be the president of, I'm looking forward to all these other things that you'll be creating. Um, and I'm not sure what they are, but uh, you know, I can admit this, that every time you call me, um, I feel like, yes, yes. It's uh, it's a yes, and and 
<laughs> and you're my it's pal. dangerous. You're, Brian, you're my pal. Um, I'm dying yeah. to get up to Ojai and see your art. Brian has yeah. property with this bird feeder. And every once in a while, he takes a video and he sends me these gorgeous birds in his beautiful waterfall. And they're all in harmony. And that reminds me of a story I'll share. You know, we can live in harmony. Um, in Costa Rica, I lived in a cabin. Go to robertmuller.org and go to Mount R-A-S-U-R and look at the cabin we lived in. As I said, it's the size of my computer. And that's how small the cabin was. But we were in love and we didn't notice that. We didn't know that. There were rats running around. In fact, we didn't really pay attention to anything. But at night, this is what would happen. Here it was, five o'clock. Robert would come up from the University for Peace and he always carried his tape recorder. I have maybe 2,000 tapes that he created every day of his life. And I listen to them when I want to get motivated. And if you want to hear his harmonica, go to peacepodcast.org and listen to his harmonica in my blog you will get yourself, you get chills, shivers, because he is so profound. Long story short, we're sitting there in Costa Rica, and it's dinner time. Robert gets up there, and he's whistling, and he's playing his harmonica, and the animals start to come. We live on a high hill, and all of a sudden, the cows come up, because we have a salt lick for them. The roosters come up, the chickens come up, the dogs come up, the cats come up. And a few mice, too, because they want to eat the crumbs that are left over. And our pet peacock, Pablo, our peacock, they all come up. And we're in harmony. We're all eating together. I'm eating. Robert's eating. The cows are eating. The dogs are not chasing the cats. The roosters are not making love with the chickens. We're in harmony. And people would come to dinner at our house and say, how do you do that? Well, I feed everybody before we sit down. I give all the dogs as much food as I can find, and I feed those roosters the corn, and we're in harmony. Why would we want to not be? And we would have this ritual every night, the harmony on the mountain of Mount Rasur. And this property, we didn't get this property because we were looking for property. We got this property because it was near the University for Peace. And the lady who had lived in this property, this size of my computer here, she had birth to seven children. Seven children were born in the same cabin that Robert and I were in. And every once in a while, I feel that energy of her. And one day, Robert was walking from the university, recording his, on, his all, on his little tape recorder, and she was sitting on the bench in front of her house. And she said, I'm old. I'm going to die tomorrow. And I want you to know that somebody like you should buy this piece of property. Talk about dreams, talk about dreams. My dream is that somebody like you will buy this piece of property. And Robert said, are you really gonna die tomorrow? And he, she said, yeah, I think so. So he took out his tape recorder and he said, what kind of message do you wanna leave for your children? And the next hour, she tape recorded her message. She died that night. And Robert remembered what her dream was that she wanted him to buy some property. So she goes, he goes down the hill and her, grand, her son, one of the seven, was given this tiny little corner, triangular piece of property. He built his house on there. He had his cows and his chickens, just like us. We were living in nature. And he says, would you please buy that property? It's 10 hectares, which is equivalent to about 25 acres. And they want $75,000. And he said, I'm 60. What am I going to do with that piece of property? 
and he says, just for you, I'm going to get a check and I'll buy it. He bought the most amazing piece of property for 75000 and we have never sold it and we have kept it. It is amazing. We have our own water. We have our own chickens. We have our own cows. Long story short, he then was offered another 100 hectares. So we own all this property in Costa Rica. We're talking about never buying anything on purpose, but the universe wanted us to have a Robert Mueller Peace Park. And that's what we're doing now in Costa Rica. We probably have 330 hectares. And when I would have an anniversary, he'd just give me a few more hectares. So I would have that for a gift. And I remember my 60th birthday, I'm walking up on the mountain. I'm thinking, is this how I'm supposed to celebrate my 60th birthday, walking with the chickens and the cows and the dogs and the animals? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. I didn't have a party, but I had a piece of property with nature, and that was my life. So with that, I'm just going to tell you that believe in the dreams. And this is what Robert wrote for the year 3000. He first wrote it for the year 2000. I dreamed that we humans, the most advanced miracle of life in our universe, will lift our sights, hopes, and dreams to the year 3000 and make the third millennium a tremendous, unbelievable cosmic success. He also wrote about 12 more stanzas, but I'm going to go to the bottom. Let us prepare for, and he, at this time, we wrote this right before the year 2000, but then we changed it because we got to the year 2000. And, it, and let us prepare for the year 3000 as the most extraordinary celebration of our grandiose, excuse me, mysterious journey in our star-studded heavens. Let us make the third millennium a jubileum, a jubileum ruled with filled, and this is his dream, with overflowing peace, happiness, and thanksgiving. And so with that, I'm going to close and just thank you and hope you all continue to remember that you can create your bench of dreams wherever you are. In fact, when I come visit you, Senor Brian, I'm going to bring you your own. And everybody on this call today, I'm going to be sure you get a bench of dreams in your mail because I know most of you. And I'll just send you that along with the book Profit. Why? Because do you know Lynn McTaggart? If you don't, you might want to know her. Because Lynn McTaggart said, do you know the power, the power of people together? Let me just read what she wrote. She was on my Peace Podcast. If you want to hear Jane Goodall, go to peacepodcast.org. There she is. I interviewed her at the Hague Appeal for Peace, and she's in my blog. Group intention can heal our lives. Isn't that great? Why do I think I'm a member of the Rotary E-Club of World Peace? Why did we start it after the 2016 World Peace Conference? Because we can heal our lives and change the world for the better. Our collective consciousness is a consideration for our E-Club. And David, I hand you the presidency. I give you the next step to create the world that we want with our Rotary E-Club and the group intention. The exponential power of group intention is important for the Rotary E-Club of World Peace and for the world. And Robert's biographer, Douglas Gillies, wrote this book, Prophet, the Hatmaker's Son. He spent three years pulling it together. And I wanna, oh, look at that, David has it. And any of you who do not have it, just send me an email. 
and or just call me up. Thank you, David. Yes. And I, this is what I want. I want us all to reread Prophet the Hatmaker's Son so we can have a group intention for peace. And if we have these Zoom calls, we're so lucky we have Zoom. I just cannot tell you. And Robert, oh, let me tell you, all you authors out there, this is a trick Robert had. Look at this. In the beginning of his book, every book is signed. Why? Because he said if it ever shows up in a garage sale, people will buy it because it's signed. So if you're an author, and I'm an author, and I wrote the book with my partners, Revolutionary Conversations, the tools you need for the success you want, we signed every book. Why? Because if it ended up in a garage sale, somebody might buy it because it is signed. So I'm giving you tricks that I have learned in my 80 years of living on planet Earth with Robert. Was I lucky? that I joined, the mayor of Santa Barbara said, Barbara, you have to join La Casa de Maria. And I said, what is it? He said, it's a retreat center for people to heal. Long story short, I said, okay, because I always wanted to be a nun anyway. Could you imagine me being a nun, David? <laughs> they just would have thrown me out in two weeks. But anyway, I wanted to be a nun. So I said, okay, I'll join La Casa. 25 years later, I'm still on the board of La Casa de Maria because it shouts my joy, it shouts my values. And we had these invitationals for world leaders. When Ronald Reagan's cabinet was all done, they all came to La Casa de Maria to establish their new ideas. I mean, Jane Goodalls and all these people, the Gene Houstons of the world, all came to La Casa de Maria to heal. And I had the privilege of meeting them. And if you take a look at peacepodcast.org, you're gonna find out that not only did I have the privilege of meeting them, I've interviewed them. And in 15 minutes, I capture the essence of that person so that you don't have to spend the whole day listening. All you have to do, Joanne DeFore is on my Peace Podcast. David Wick, Brian Berman. Everybody on this call practically is on a Peace Podcast because their wisdom is so powerful. And after the World Peace, during the World Peace Conference in 2016, I interviewed 75 peacemakers. And I asked them this one question, and this is where I'm going to close. I said, if you could bring peace to the planet, what would it look like? And every one of those 75 speakers said, peace begins with me and starts with the conversation. So with that, I say that peace be with you. May it begin with you. And may you become the people that you know your heart and your mother wanted when you were born. <laughs> Thank you.